What's happening, my friends? It's the 2nd of November, 2020. Heading home. It's 8 p.m. almost. I'm heading home for the day. It was a decent Monday. Not too busy, which is appropriate on the eve of election day. So, uh, sure enough, I mean, it's 37 degrees out. I just pulled in a gigantic palm, some sort of tree that I got from Lowe's a couple years ago. It's fucking large and in charge, filling out the entire um, foyer of my office now. It's got these sharp-ass palm fronds on it. I'm going to trim it up. It's back in... Anyway, the point is, it's not going to perish in this uh, chilly weather that is going to increasingly visit us here. So, I got some interesting conversation here that I had had about Halloween and the coming holiday season. Um, You know, that Thanksgiving will be here in a few weeks, and everybody's excited for that. You know, I like greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes, ham... Slam, hog, mall, you name it. I like all that stuff. I like the, the togetherness of Thanksgiving and Christmas. Just a celebration. I mean, not the presents or any of that crap. The food is wonderful. The presents are great. The lights and the music and the celebration. Even if, you know, Christmas was patterned after a pagan holiday. This is... This is all something, it's a holiday season that we've enjoyed for millennia, and I say that we continue to enjoy it. We are living through a very challenging time period, right? I think we can all agree. So the question is... How are we going to get together? See, I feel like we've kind of proven ourselves that we to ourselves that we can have Halloween. I mean, is it they're going to be a turn out to be a spike of COVID nineteen around Halloween? People getting together, perhaps. But I am with the individuals and groups thereof that are saying, admitting, okay. Uh, it'd be nice for us to not have spikes in COVID-19, but we also need to live our lives. And there are consequences of being shut down, right? There are consequences of families not getting together for Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, so I was talking with this young lady about the reality that her parents are, well, she can tell us they're a little bit uneasy about how they're going to handle Thanksgiving. Furthermore, I had a conversation with my family over the weekend as we had a small gathering of six or seven people, plus the dog, talking about will we get together for the future. Uh, You know, levels are likely to spike, and who knows what's going to happen with the election, and, you know, nobody wanted to commit to what we're going to do for food and gathering because you don't want to slight anybody like your immediate family, your parents, you know, 
my parents live in upstate New York, three hours away. Would I like to go see them? Sure, I should go see them. But is it safe for us to be traveling and for the holidays and what kind of spread could we expect as a result of that? We don't want to be irresponsible and we don't want to leave anyone out in terms of our our holiday get-togethers. Should we celebrate Thanksgiving? Should we have large gatherings of a dozen people or more? Everybody bringing their food and eating together and sharing like the first Americans did. Um, And who the fuck is this dickwad in the Jeep behind me, riding my ass, not knowing that I will slap the frickin' taste buds out of their mouth? That's a question. It's a million-dollar question. Get off my fucking... Turn, go around me, penis. Go around me, you fucking dickhead. See ya. <clears throat> so, I hope you feel like a fucking Peter that you are. You had to pass me. I'm going to come back up on you at the red light here. And you'll see that you've gotten no, no further. So, uh... Everybody's in a hurry these days, right? So the question is, is it safe for us to gather? Should we gather? Should we, or should we abstain from the holiday um, gatherings? And what are the consequences when the people who have held the um, who have been at the helm? Look at this. I'm, I'm right next to him now. You fucking loser. You didn't get much further than that, did you, penis? So, um, the people who have been running the holidays for a very long time, our family, who've been putting up the, the money, buying the food, decorating the house, cleaning everything, doing the dishes, you know, everybody shares around the holidays, but it's a lot to host people, but people have been hosting for, for decades, right? And they've built this experience that we know as the holidays. They've been the ones at the helm, and many of them have done a tremendous job. And I think that they need a pat on the back. They also, we need to determine, how do do we continue that? Is it safe for mom or grandma, you know, for us to travel, in some case, hours, or uh, to visit family around the holidays? Is it irresponsible to do that? If there's some public health data that suggests that that is the case, that we should not, then perhaps we should not. We should take one for the team and not have the traditional holidays. Many of people I've spoken about already have actually surprised me and agreed that they will not do that. Because it's not safe to do that. And how tragic is that? Think about the, the psychological implications of that, that you have run the show for uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas and you always have the grandkids over and you know, now they're going to have to, we're going to have to have Zoom holidays where everybody kind of celebrates in their own way and we meet online and share in the uh, festivities that way. I mean, it's not the end of the world. 
I'm just saying it's going to be a major blow to a lot of the people who've been cooking these meals and buying the presents and uh, adorning the house with all these gifts and the togetherness that we already lack in a lot of ways. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people, this could very well be their last holiday, let's be real honest. The uh, septa and octogenarians who have been running the show, they're towards the end of their lives anyway. Now, I'm not saying we should get together and risk it, but I'm saying it's a, it's, there's consequences to holding the holidays as usual, and there are consequences for abstaining from the usual. Feelings could get hurt. Um, conflicts could arise. Tempers could flare. And at the very least, there could be some disappointment. And if a little disappointment is all that it comes down to, then I guess it's okay. But I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. It's it's an unfortunate situation. It's something that we need to consider. Now, most of us have squeezed in some kind of holiday, um, summer vacation. Whether we went down to the beach or we, in our case, we drove to Michigan and spent a week on the lake and we managed to have some nice meals and catch some fish and rent some boats and just had a great time. Wearing masks, no problem. We were able to do that and now we've had Halloween. Back to school has taken place for many. Halloween, the kids trick-or-treated. Now, some people didn't give out candy or didn't celebrate. Certainly no costume parties to speak of, but that was all for the best. Now we're going into the holiday season, which is already, uh, for whatever reason, I mean, it, it kind of bums me out, to be honest with you. Too many lights, too many song, uh, the same songs, too much mandatory fun. Like, I like the holidays in short doses, but I'm glad when they're over. Yes, I'm glad in some level, we're talking over the weekend, in some, in some way, I am not disappointed that we are not having to run around and go to this person's house and go to that person's house and birthday parties for all these kids and everybody's got to watch little Johnny open up their Christmas gifts and then this little Susie and in age order and all that bullshit, fucking Secret Santa. I never really enjoyed that stuff anyway. And, you know, as as I've stated, I am an extroverted introvert. Introvert is my my de facto. It's my go-to. Now, so I thought that that was an interesting conversation and it's going to be one that we hear more and more particularly after the election is over uh, when we get this shit out of the way is what we're going to do for the holidays and who is going to be left out I mean how tragic would it be to not see for to have everybody together in some way over the holidays it's sad some people are alone as it is and the holidays are the only time when you know the retirees grandma and grandpa have an opportunity to see everybody all together and spoil everyone and 
put on a show and make a big deal out of the kids and how much they've grown. I mean, it's an important time. And nobody wants to remember the holidays of 2020 as a major bummer. We'd like to remember it as, hey, we were able to do it. And um, so that nobody, uh, nobody died and we still had our fun. I propose this. The week of how of uh, uh, leading up to Thanksgiving, everyone should get tested. Go and get fucking tested in the week before how before uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then, if you were to assemble for Thanksgiving, let's say, you could do so knowing that you are most likely not going to be spreading it. At least you would have the knowledge that you're not a super spreader, right? Nobody wants to be that person who kills their entire family or spreads this far and wide. Maybe we could do something responsible like that. If we had widespread testing, it should be like opening up a fucking chapstick and you lick it. And if it turns blue, you're good. If it turns red, you're, you need to stay home. Quarantine. So there's still a lack of clarity as to how we should go about this. So I think by now... Okay, let's work on the damn vaccines and treatments and all that stuff. Let's get ahead of this virus, but let's get testing out there so it's a it's a badge of honor to get tested. If you're a chiropractor or you're or you're out there a postal worker and you're dealing with people every day, well, you should get tested on a weekly basis at least in some simple way. Why not? I think a lot of us would feel so much better if we could get tested and know that, you know, yes, I have this critter or I don't. The fear is largely because nobody knows what's what. Okay, so that's it about the holidays. But it, it is a thing, and I think we all need to consider it and be sensitive to um, and thankful for the people who have, for decades have run the show so gracefully. And so heart in such a heartfelt way. And if we need to protect them, then let's keep them home and get get your phones out and do a Skype. Pass it around and say, Hey, how is everybody's food? Okay. The most important thing is that we're all is that we we all can share in the holiday togetherness and even though we can't be physically together, it's for the best. You know? Celebrate with pride and with caution. Let's see. I also had somebody come in today. <clears throat> Good friend. And has had some uh, issues, had a work injury, and is pretty down about the just the whole deal. Workman's comp, uh, the poor treatment that they have received, and uh, dealing with insurance companies and feeling like, you know, like you should almost like you're guilty about getting the care you need and being out of work and is a hard-working individual we're talking about and it's frustrating and then they're thinking about they're shining this experience is shining a lot of light on the election for them so they said they're going to vote for Trump because they feel like <clears throat> they've observed that there are people out there who are getting premium health care services and no hassle these are people that don't even have uh, citizenship, perhaps. 
and they could go into a hospital and they could get care um, free of charge or at a reduced rate while the rest of us pay insurance premiums and uh, get treated like second-class citizens when we get hurt. This is uh, a careful observation. This is an issue. So he's saying that Trump, he's he's hard on immigrants. He's not going to accept these people coming into our country without um, the proper papers, the proper authorizations. You know that we have Americans, America first, and that's a very good sentiment, a very good observation. Um, we do have a immigration process. And I know that there are flaws in it. There's a lot of there's a lot of holes in our game, my friends, from the war on drugs to the open borders. You know, people can basically come as the, and go as they please in America. And in fact, America relies upon illegal immigrants. In fact, all the people that are putting are picking the fruits and vegetables throughout our country, they are many of them are illegal and they're, they're performing this work at a, a very low rate they're basically reduced rate labor and they are in our country so we depend upon these people and we take advantage of them and they take advantage of us so this is America the beautiful you know this is a land of opportunity everybody's trying to get a piece of it and this is what happens when it gets pulled in so many directions that shit just starts to de- deteriorate. You, know, you can't maintain that forever. So, should immigration be uh, possible? Should it be? Should there be a pathway to immigration for worthy individuals? Absolutely. A better path? Yes. The one we have sounds like it's not really. It's kind of shoddy. Um, should we be accepting people? Uh, everybody, you know, you're uh, at this point in 2020, give me your poor, your tired, your huddled masses yearning to breathe or live free. Um, that was then and this is now. And we need to for kind of secure our borders, I think, and put some kind of regulation on this. Because, yes, there are people. And we also have to get our heads out of our asses and find some sort of means to continue food production and manufacturing and, and you know, we're taking, we're, it's a, uh, one hand washes the other, right? All right, we've got a lot of things that, I'm no expert on these things, but I think I've made some points. We do have entire industries, like the restaurant industry, right? As Anthony Bourdain said, God rest his soul, the entire, you don't like Mexicans? Every friggin' restaurant that you can name is run by illegal immigrants, many of them Mexicans. And so you can say goodbye to that if if you want to, you know, expel everybody. So we need to find a way to, uh, to compromise on this issue. But this particular friend of mine was up in arms, and understandably so, based upon his experiences, and he said, if my guy doesn't get in, then... It's we're screwed, you know, and that's that's an example of how different people 
have a, a unique perspective. Each has their own perspective on, you know, life today and on this election in particular. Yes, many times it is one issue or a couple issues. One, one issue that is particularly dear or um, involves these people. And they're going to vote on that issue mainly. And they're also going to adopt many of the other issues that come along with it. They might not be particularly passionate about these other things. But they will become so because there's one strong issue that there that, that they're, is key to them. And so this is why people vote the way I do. I don't blame the guy for voting uh, for Trump on this basis. I don't know what Joe Biden's going to do for um, in terms of immigration or health care or any of that stuff. I mean, people have would have would have a point if they said that um, you know Biden had eight years during the Obama administration to to enact change to really fix things and and shore up the American economy and and solve all these problems, but the empty promises by politicians, as mentioned earlier, this is this is the standard, is empty promises by politicians, and in eight years they couldn't get some of these things accomplished. So we must consider that. <clears throat> it was also mentioned that they're going to try to push Biden through because if they don't, the, that the electoral, this is just a conspiracy theory, that the electoral college or the powers that be is going to try to push Biden through and get him elected because if change is not seen, if Biden does not win and these folks who are rioting in the inner cities do not perceive that there's a change then they're going to fucking burn down the, the entire country and that that is that that's very plausible that that could occur i mean i do feel like this is a very fragile time right now between you know this time tomorrow we're going to have a good sense of who who's likely to win this election they have all their calculations and their votes and the mail-in votes and the, you know, the probabilities that such and such is going to win and so on and so forth. And if these states do this and all these little things that people like to and, and the pundits like to, um, they like to call things like, oh, based upon these numbers, this is what's going on. And remember when Trump won in 2016, all the the map that you're watching started changing as the votes were counted. Well, the votes aren't counted in Pennsylvania yet, so no, 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 no. That's true. So very interesting, right? See how this plays out. But I wouldn't put it past the powers that be in America to just, okay, let's change uh, for the, you know, that, that the election could be the sham, that the votes could be, that the books could be cooked 
I wouldn't put it past our country. Fuck no. That they would say, even if if uh, Trump was close, if it was close, would they give it to Biden? Sure, because that's what the you know the powers that be. Trump has alienated enough people in the government and burned enough bridges that people are like, get this guy fucking out of here. I mean, I would be like that. I feel like that myself. Please, just let's just turn this page. I do feel like in some ways the Yalqaeda, Yalqaeda, the hillbillies, stereotypical hillbillies in their pickup trucks with their guns and ammo are more likely to hold their their fire than uh, folks who are emotional about Trump remaining at the helm that people, you know, in people that the people that are protesting and rioting that feel like their their votes don't count and that their citizenship doesn't count and they're frustrated with, you know, everything. I do feel like they are are more incendiary than um, more fragile, more emotional, more likely to burn this fucker down than people who live out in the country and rich folk that have uh, you know that just want to keep their land and their jobs and all that stuff so maybe change is for the best if you really think about it what would be for the best of our country I don't know if Biden's going to do anything rash I mean whoever gets in there at this juncture whoever gets it takes the helm they've got their work cut out for them in solving some of these problems. You need to solve the pandemic, heal the nation, build back the economy. That's enough, man. That's enough for the next half dozen presidents. You know, work on health care and education. Make sure that everybody is has got a place at the table. I mean, that's what we want, right? That's going to take time. Biden, you know... If he's around for another decade, he's fortunate. You know. In closing, I was listening to a podcast today. Uh, Eric Weinstein and Lex Friedman. Two men that I really like. They're intellectuals. They're good dudes. Very thoughtful. But they were kind of all slobbering all over Joe, uh, Joe Rogan's dick about how he's speaking the truth, and I love Joe, and I think he is speaking the truth, and uh, I would vote for him for president, but they were slobbering all over his knob about how, you know, he was saying things, oh, he was censored, and how other people um, who who have spoken out have been censored or attacked because they upset a certain segment of our society. And that's part of the whole cancel culture thing. When people um, that are online, they, they, they can be they can generate sufficient power where people will listen to them. And Rogan said some things about Joe Biden being senile. And I haven't heard or seen all the tapes about these claims. But 
fucking deer are out in force, man. The deer almost got killed. Um, you know, that somebody would say, oh, Joe, Joe Biden is, uh, somebody powerful like Joe Rogan say, oh, Biden is senile, that they would attack him. Sure, I mean, the people that support him wouldn't be happy about that. Like, a, a lot of people in society, they respect Joe, and they don't want anybody to, um, a lot of people, I think the majority of people, we'll see what the numbers come at tomorrow, I'm no freaking politician, but maybe that's not a good thing, but my point is, the majority of people, citizens of this country, would like to see a change of guard, they're tired of uh, Trump running his mouth and writing checks that his ass can't catch. Cash. You know that statement. His mouth writes checks that his ass can't cash. That's Trump. He's talking shit. Yeah, it was good. The notion of having somebody, um, somebody uh, assuming the presidency who can't be pushed around by special interest and so on and so forth. You know, says what's on his mind. You could have a beer with him, all that stuff. That was nice, the notion of that up front, the novelty of it, the spectacle of this uh, basically uh, con man, uh, Dick Stain Donald Trump, that he would um, be somebody that we could relate to and a lesser evil than some career politician. It was a nice notion. I don't think that it panned out. Okay. So, majority of the population would like to see him go, as will the people who are watching from above, right? The eye in the sky, you know, the, the people, the rich and powerful that are really running our country, the special interest groups, the lobbyists. You think that they want this guy that, that at this point, he's a monster, it's not, it's not about the, the voter, the guy with, who's on a workman's comp claim that feels like he's resentful because immigrants, uh, illegal immigrants are overrunning the country. This is about, I'm talking about the people who, who, are, who have a stake in the game, okay? That they actually have money on the line here, billions and billions of dollars, and they're tired of hearing this guy run his mouth and start fires and clean and create messes that they're going to have to clean up in the form of a terrible economy. And you got a fucking pandemic that nobody's really, we're not, we don't seem to really know how to deal with it. Uh, I mean, America and the West in general has a very short attention span and a very short temper when it comes to dealing with um, obstacles. You know, we want immediate gratification. We want Amazon boxes on our stoop tomorrow. We don't want to be um, hoarding milk and bread. You know, we, we, don't, we can't go back to that. And so we need these numbers, the virus to be quelled, and we need our public health infrastructure bolstered, and we need the economy to thrive again. 
And this guy, you know, Trump has spent, he's blown his wad running his mouth. And so, in closing, I think that he's got to go. I hope that he does not win re-election. I hope Biden gets in there and any of his senility or his um, whatever. I think that the public is going to force his hand and the situation is going to basically call for every fucking ounce of every mitochondria to be firing from this freaking corpse of a man's body. Like every neuron needs to be connected. They need to pump him up on whatever kind of mind-altering medications that they possibly can to stick him up there at the podium and accept the, the presidency. And Obama gets in his ear and says, hey, this is what we're going to do. And he listens to other people on both sides of the aisle. And everybody feels like, okay, this is cool. You know, it's after a while they just say, okay, we're, we're just going to deal with it. You know? And then America goes on, and the people that we elect in the future, hopefully they'll be more presidential. You know? You want to uh, you want to um, elect somebody that is that 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 is um, qualified and reasonable and you know that is kind of a, a big personality. Elect the rock. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You know what I mean? Elect Joe Rogan. These are people that are are thoughtful and intelligent and compassionate and uh, moral, um, as far as we can tell, and, and honest. Donald Trump is none of that. Okay, and anybody who's listened to this that is a fan of his knows that. I mean, he's he's not a good man. He's not. He's nobody to to argue in favor of. He's, you know, some of his shit. I'm definitely on board with what I said earlier about. You know, we need to solve the illegal immigration problem. We need to put Americans first. We need to also remember our roots and the fact that we basically took all this fucking land from the Native Americans and and enslaved fucking entire continents. So we need to, we need to fucking sort our own shit out, man. Get our act together. All right, I got to go eat dinner. Uh, good luck tomorrow, my friends. Uh, I respect your vote. It's yours to frickin' give. Have fun. All right.